0: Welcome to Underscotted Podcast, brought to you by Maria Dornell, Realtor, helping families open the doors to their dream homes. Hello, I'm your host, Corey Felton of Underscotted Podcast. And today I have a very special guest from Daytona Beach State College, Coach Washington. How you doing, Coach? Hey,
1: Corey, how are you? I'm doing well,
0: thank you. I'm doing well too, Coach. Excited
1: to. Had the opportunity, thank you so much for having uh, But I'm definitely excited about having the opportunity to be on the podcast and just, you know, share a little bit of knowledge I have with those listeners.
0: Okay, Coach. So, Coach, before we get started, give us some background information about you, Coach.
1: Okay, well, uh, I'm the starter of my first year here at the Coliseum College, uh, located in the well famous Daytona Beach, Florida. Uh, I have spent a total of 16 years as a college coach, uh, which seems like a long time, but the kids keep you young. Um, but as most coaches are, I'm very passionate and excited about young people and seeing them, you know, reach their goals and be successful. And so it keeps me young, and I just, I just love doing what I can do to help the kids. I have played college basketball. I've coached here in the States as well as in Europe and so um, it's just something that I love to
0: do. Now Coach you have had a successful career with those 16 years and recently you were named Coach of the Year. What is your philosophy behind your coaching?
1: Well for us uh, here at Daytona State as well as some of the other places that I have been the biggest thing is that we work hard to teach life lessons through team dynamics. And so when you're on a team, there are so many things that are involved in understanding about, you know, responsibility, time management, uh, being accountable. Uh, Those are some of the things that we always instill in our athletes, but they are also things that are necessary for these young people to survive in their own world once they graduate. Uh, companies that are hiring people are typically looking for athletes that have all of these skills because they already know how to be on a team and they know how to play in the sandbox. They've shown that they can, you know, be dependable, be responsible because they've been in an environment that requires them to think outside of just themselves. And so for us, just driving home to dynamics because, is is what we do because
0: it's going to really help them once they get out into the real world. I like those coach. And I I feel the same way as well. Like the better they are in a team environment, the better they are in society because society is full of different types of people. And usually when you're on a team, you have multiple types of people and you have to deal with multiple types of information. So Mm -hmm. I like your philosophy behind that coach and coach. Given that we're talking about teams, also, when it comes down to, like, picking a school, you always have multiple choices. Some some kids are lucky enough or blessed enough the way they have multiple options. And then there are some that don't know about the options that are out there, like NAIA, uh, JUCO, D2 and D1. Can you explain those various levels for me, Coach? Yeah, I'll try. I mean, I
1: think that a lot of times when... Young people, uh, and that's not just on the women's side, the women's side and the women's side. I think a lot of times, you know, they are unfortunately advised uh, in directions that kind of seem like, "Be one of us." Like, I want to go to a, Div- a division one school. I want to go to a division one school. And the NCAA has a lot of different levels. You know, they've got division one, two, II, and three, and then you've got NAI that has different levels, and then you have. Junior colleges that also have different divisions and different levels. Um, And then there's also the National Christian Schools League as well. And so there's so many different schools out there that can all, you know, be thrown to the mix. I know a lot of times people will say, well, there's only, you know, 340 some divisional schools out there. Well, yes, but when you start adding in all of those other levels and considering all of these schools that have women's basketball programs, that provides lots of opportunities for young people to have the opportunity to go and showcase their skills, to go and play uh, in an environment that's a little bit different than what they're used to, obviously, but I think that there's so many different avenues that players have that they don't realize because a lot of times they get Stuck uh, thinking that, you know, here in Florida, if I want to go to Florida State, I want to go to Florida, or I want to go to Miami. And you've got so many schools in the state, including other options for division one programs that are solid, uh, including other options for division two schools that are awesome here in the state of Florida, as well as the junior colleges here in Florida. I think that, you know, those. Division two schools and the junior colleges here are the tops in the country. And I think that a lot of times players, you know, we sometimes feel a little bit down that they may not have gotten that Division one offer. And at the same time, they're just feeling that potentially going to, you know, a different level may be not only in their best interest as a student athlete, but also in their best interest from an academic perspective. You know, here at the junior college level, we, can help them become better students. We help them with skill development, and we also help them with that exposure to those bigger schools that they may have been missing uh, when they were in the high school setting.
0: And I and Coach, I agree with that because I go to a lot of tournaments, and um, although most tournaments now they're live streaming because of COVID, and they have a lot of things going mm-hmm. on. There has to be a list that no one knows about that goes out to colleges around the country, and they're able to see the kids they want to see and constantly be exposed. But at these tournaments, I'm starting to notice, I see on average probably about 200 teams of players. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to say you're going to keep up with all that. It's hard to say you're going to get the proper exposure. And a lot of kids, they do get the, well, If, if I'm D1. if If I'm not D1, then I don't want to do it. But if it's a passion, it shouldn't matter what level you're on. If it's your passion, mm-hmm. you should be able to play right. JUCO, D1, NAIA, wherever your passion takes you at, and be able to perform mm-hmm. at the level that you feel that you are to make yourself more known. So I agree with you as far as like JUCOs being able to provide that extra exposure. And not only that, but like mm-hmm. a strong, solid foundation for those who weren't ready to go off to college, like to a big college. Some of them need that foundation on that level in order to be successful at the next level.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, for for a lot of the schools here at the junior college level, the primary focuses are time management, academics, and, you know, just getting better at basketball. Um, you know, a lot of times with freshmen at the four year level, part of the reason they, um, not being as successful as they had intended is because They haven't really gotten a good grasp of time management skills and understanding that they've got to prioritize studying and, you know, taking tests before partying and doing Mm -hmm. everything else that college freshmen do. Um, and so, you know, we, we really try to stress here at Daytona state about the time management aspect. We really, really, Uh, or hands-on with regards to development of, you know, weekly schedules and things like that, Um, just to kind of help them out until they get to the point where they can meet with an academic coach and say, hey, here's my schedule for the week. These are going to be the study hall hours I'm going to do in the location of those study hall hours. And, um, you know, again, like, not everybody is ready to go to a four-year school when they graduate high school. Uh, Not everybody is ready for that and that may be for various reasons. It may be they need a better academic foundation. It might be they need more skill development when we're talking about sports. Or it may be just, you know, a maturity issue. And so, you know, for us here at the junior college level, we try to, you know, identify what their reasons are early on so that we can work them out and try to get them to, see where their weaknesses are so that we can improve upon them during
0: their two years here. Thank you for that coach. I think that was a much needed portion to be talked about is what junior colleges offer and you know, where kids can put their mentality at just don't give up on your dreams. If you don't go D one, give yourself multiple options and you will be successful no matter where you end up at, especially with someone that can help you with time management help you you know, understand the real life of living the real life. So I agree with that coach on that level. And speaking of that coach, when it comes down to the student athlete, what qualities do you look for them to have?
1: Well, I think one of the biggest things is just um, drive. So you have to be driven for something. Um, being able to tell a coach why. Why do you want this scholarship? Like, why do you want to be here? For some people, basketball is the medium for them to get to the four-year school and get into someone's engineering program so they can go on and become an engineer. For some people, basketball at the junior college is the springboard for them to go and play basketball at a higher level, potentially go and play overseas, and then, you know, Try to work their way back into the WNBA. There are a ton of WNBA players right now that have played at the junior college level. And so, again, for every single student athlete that comes into a junior college, their why is different. And so, uh, being able to understand what your why is is something that student athletes have to identify early on. Because if your why isn't important to you, all of the sprints become more difficult. You know, homesickness tends to set in a little bit quickly. Like, your why has to be more important to you than it is to your family. And so making that decision to go off to school has got to be for you because, again, your parents, your coaches, those people that have influence on what, who you want to go to or what school you choose to go to, they are not the ones that have to get up at 6 o'clock in the morning for practices. They don't have to run those suicides. They don't have to run those sprints. And so being able to understand what your why is for the school that you're going to and why you're in college, it's so important for students to identify as quickly as possible because if a student doesn't know why they're here, then all of the hard stuff becomes much harder for them because they don't
0: know why they're doing it. Wow, coach. I never really heard it put in that perspective, like understanding your why. Um, Mm -hmm. But now the picture that you painted, I understand now, like if you're going to do something, know why you're doing it and understand the reason behind it. So you're right, coach understanding your why makes it easier for you to adapt to any situation. I don't know about six mm-hmm. o'clock running no suicides, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to ask early you.
1: Morning.
0: I'm going to ask you why I got to run suicide so early, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you know, those are the things that you know kids need to hear and they need to know. Like, hey, this is not like AAU ball where you may practice once a week or twice a week with your team. This is considered your mm-hmm. right now your your goal. I mean, you know, it, it can help you get to where you want to be, but you're going to encounter some hardships along the way, and sometimes it may seem like a hardship, but it's honestly something to make you better. Like six o'clock Absolutely. in the morning, suicides. <laughs> but coach, I have yeah. one more question for you. Um, yeah. What are your goals as a coach this season? Uh, this season,
1: okay, so. First and foremost, would be to just make sure that all seven of my sophomores graduate, and that's always the first goal because that's important to us, not only as a program but also as a university. To make sure that those girls walk across the stage, <laughs> if there is a walk across the stage uh, next spring, uh, the next the next thing would be to try to get them placed. At uh, different schools uh, based on what their own individual needs and desires are. Uh, then, after that, obviously, more, the more team oriented goals obviously include winning the conference championship. We've um, been the last two years. Uh, so, obviously, that's, that's something that we're always teaching. Uh, and really, just trying to be as competitive as possible. These are different kinds. Uh, you know, our, our goal, hopefully, is to have a season. But our goal, always, is to, you know, compete in a way that showcases our skill and talent as well as our heart, but then also compete in a manner that uh, aligns with sportsmanship and just showing a love and a respect for the game. So those are, those are some of our more simple goals. But, you know, as coaches, we always have goals within the games and things like that. But those are our most important goals that we are looking forward to this year. And I think that our, we've got a solid group of young people that have, they've got seven more days of quarantine before physical start and before we're able to, you know, start the process of small group workouts. So we're really, really excited about how things are going so far, the same state,
0: and just being smart with everything. You know, right now, that's all we ask for. Coach, those are amazing goals, though. And the goals I hear you speak of are all the goals that will make your team and as an individual, each player, better. When you just spoke about having seven sophomores and making sure that they're comfortable enough, to go to where they got to go at the next level and then helping them pick out a program that's going to fit their need. Coach, that is amazing as a coach to have as a goal. Um, Shout-outs to you for that, Coach. That is truly an amazing leadership trait. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, well, Coach, I'm not going to eat up any more of your time today. I appreciate you stopping by Underscouted and giving us this conversation, giving us these nuggets and helping these kids navigate and understand that they can carry on their dreams no matter where they're at. So thank you on behalf of Underscouted.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I want um, I really, really want to thank you so much for inviting me to to be on the podcast with you. I, um, I'm looking forward to hearing um, more of the Underscouted podcast in the future.
0: Give a thank you to our sponsors. Magaya Watches. Keep your time in sports. And Maria Darnell, realtor of La Rosa Realty, helping families open doors to their dream homes.